0: grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus. My name is Melissa Weinish, and I am the youth minister here at Reality San Francisco Church. Today, we're reading and occasionally pausing to pray through 2 Corinthians 7. We hope that during this recording, you'll feel free to pause at any time if you need more time for reflection or to write something down. And if you're able, write it down. Get your journal. Before we start, we're going to take a few minutes to be quiet, to open prayerfully to God's presence with us, so will you take a deep breath with me? Be still. Quiet before the Lord. As we read through Second Corinthians 7 together now, Listen for a word or a phrase that stands out to you. 2 Corinthians 7 Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. I do not say this to condemn you. I have said before that you have such a place in our hearts that we would live or die with you. I have spoken to you with great frankness. I take great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged. In all our troubles, my joy knows no bounds. For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort you had given him. He told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy was greater then than ever. Even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it. I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Yet now I am happy not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done, At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So even though I wrote to you, it was neither on account of the one who did the wrong nor on the account of the injured party, but rather that before God, you could see yourselves how devoted to us you are. By all this, we are encouraged. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you, and you have not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus was proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him with fear and trembling. I am glad I can have complete confidence in you. What word or phrase stood out to you in that passage? Let it lead you to an encounter with Jesus as you prayerfully reflect, what do you think God is trying to reveal to you in this scripture? Pause, consider this with God for a minute, and write it down. Now turn your focus outward and see what applying the scripture to your life might look like. Consider prayerfully, what is one way the scripture might apply to my life today? Take a moment, consider that, and write it down. Finally, take this last pause to devote yourself to God. Seek his refreshment and commit yourself to following him today. In this last pause, offer your prayers of devotion to God. Thank you for joining me in today's bread reading. Tomorrow, we continue reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Grace and peace to you.